Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Real Talk with Jody and Dow. My name is Shaman Dow, and I am your no-nonsense shaman. And here is my beautiful, most wondrous, wondrous co-host, Jody. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Jody. Thank you, Miss Lovely Wondrous Shaman Dow. <laughs> my name is Jody Long, and I am a researcher of paranormal activities and experiences, and I am the webmaster of enderf.org, which is the NDE Research Foundation. And then I also do the After Death Communication Research Foundation and the Out of Body Experience Research Foundation, which is everything that's not a near-death experience or an after-death communication. Beautiful. And on today's episode, we are talking about peace, inner peace, peace, peace on earth. And it's a really great topic as we end the year 2022 and we slide into 2023. What are your feelings about this end of the year, Jody? I think it's a marvelous topic. And in celebration of peace, I thought I would wear one of my pieces that I had designed. This is what's known as kunzite. And kunzite has a special energy, and this is pink kunzite. It can come in lavender, but the pink is for love and it's so expressive and you put kunzite on your body and you just automatically light up. It hooks you right in with spirit. And so I was like going, now this I love. And so I decided to wear this in honor of peace. <laughs> it's beautiful. Where do you, where's that source? I think it's out of Afghanistan from what I recall. It's been a long time since I've actually purchased kunzite, but I do love it. It's one of my favorite stones. Is it a pinkish lavender stone? It looks from the coloring that I'm seeing it as. This is really a light pink. So I think because of it is so light, it's probably closer towards clear. And so I think that its natural state is probably, or the state that people probably want most of is the bright pink. It comes in a very nice, lovely pink, maybe about the same as like rose quartz. But, you know, it's very uplifting. It has a very good vibration to it. Very clean. I can feel how clean the energy is. Wow, that's so pretty. What a beautiful blessing, not only to share with me, but everyone else listening and watching. Oh, my goodness. So, Jody, we're going to talk about inner peace. And I was thinking more so about inner peace uh, due to the happenings, the constant happenings that are picked up in our world. You turn around anywhere and there is something constantly happening at a very, very rapid pace. And it is from international affairs to wars, to revolutions, to our communities and what's happening in our downtowns. What does peace mean to you? To me personally, I think that peace is more of a, it's a state of mind. And I think that in order to get peace, it's basically the opposite of like angst and things that have to do with despair or anything that upsets the emotions or upsets the body or upsets the, you know, our, our little pyramid, the mm -hmm. mental status, or that has something to do with the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. So if there's anything that is upsetting in one of those four areas of your life, it will cause disease and it also causes a lack of peace. For instance, the near-death experience, what you're doing is you're trying to explain peace by putting 
certain other words with it. You'll see peace most often with, with calm, peace and calm. You'll see peace with love and joy and happiness. And so these types of things, you connect with spirit. And that is where we come from. And that is what makes us who we are spiritually and what we're trying to return to when we're here on earth and going along our different paths here on earth. Do you feel cultivating peace, the emotion, the feeling of peace is difficult? For some people, it can be. There's a lot of people that are growing up in a chaotic environment or an unloving environment. And so it's hard to cultivate peace when their natural state of being, what they know and what they're familiar with is total chaos or despair or something that is not peaceful. Survival mode. Uh huh. I've got a question for you. Have you ever done any of your healing where you have a patient who has been really agitated or anxious or upset or something. And then after you do a session with them, they're at this state of peace. Can you explain the process that they go through from one state of mental health to the other or emotional health to the other? Oh, Jody, so good. <laughs> but first and foremost, because I'm not a medical professional in the medical uh, field, then patient is usually reserved for those of from medical doctors and those of in the medical field. And so I take on clients and my clients usually when they come to me, there's one client in particular, as you were asking me the question, she came to the forefront. She was chaotic. Her energy was very chaotic. It was very out there, very strong, intuitive, very strong psychic medium, but very imbalanced and ungrounded. Peace was not something that she was feeling within because of her ungrounded nature, the imbalance. And when you talk about the balance of the foundation of our pyramid for the mental, emotional, spiritual, and mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical, the imbalance of that, yes, it creates an unbalanced environment. And she grew up in a very chaotic environment and a very unsafe environment. She was in survival mode. After our first session, when she came back into body and she opened her eyes, she was fully present and she felt a sense of calmness within her. And I would say it was peace that she felt because she was fully back into body. Looking to someone's eyes, you could see that they are not completely there. They're disassociated. They have their fragmented soul is somewhere else. And after our first session, I did a soul retrieval, which I pulled in these missing soul fragments from the ethers because she was abused at a very young age and the abuse range from physical to sexual. And once she opened her eyes, I looked into her eyes and they were clear and I stretched out my hand and I said, hello, my name is Shaman Dow. Nice to meet you. Because the person she walked into my healing room an hour and a half before was not the same person after the hour and a half with me in our first session because her eyes were clear. She was back into body and she was calm, Jody. And the chaos that was within it tethered into so many different aspects of the conditioning of her environment and every layer of where her soul fragments were hiding because 
a lot of people, their soul fragments off when they experience a lot of trauma and abuse when they're younger. And this disassociation in the natural terms, these soul fragments go into hiding so they could feel safe. And she never felt safe in her body and it was all chaotic and there's no peace because she never felt safe in her body. A lot of people don't. And so when I pulled it back in and she was able to become whole, she felt safe in her body and she felt the sense of calmness and peace. And when you were talking about calmness and connecting with spirit, a lot of people right now are talking about the regulation of the nervous system. It's the deregulation of our nervous system, which is our physical form, the physical body, but going deeper, the dysregulation of our emotions causes the dysregulation of our nervous system within. And so going into inner peace, going to peace mode, I would say peace mode, right? There's silent mode, there's peace mode. It's so helpful to cultivate peace from within. Are you familiar with Dolores Cannon? Yes. She did a lot of hypnotherapy and a lot of her work is based on finding a person's subjective consciousness. Their subjective consciousness, when she talks about it, is more like reaching out to their spiritual part of themselves. That's right below the consciousness level that most people are at. And one of the things that she talked about in her book, The Three Waves of Volunteers and the New Earth, what she did was she took and she was talking about peace because it had to do with what her client's purpose was. And I thought that was so cool because I think peace actually should be everybody's purpose. But this is a list of things that she was told from this woman's deeper consciousness. And this woman was supposed to teach people how to think. She was supposed to teach people how to love, how to care for one another, teach people how to have faith, teach people to create peace, teaching people how to overcome disease, how to be connected to nature, teaching people that the essence of despair is connection, teaching people that they can be with one another in harmony, and teaching people that war is something that could end a life. And of course, a lot of her stuff happened during the Vietnam War or shortly thereafter. She was along for around for a very long time. But I just thought that that was interesting. One person had all of these charges in her purpose and so you go, wow. So all of these things are connected with peace. And peace is a part of a greater reality to teach people. And so I thought that that was just really a cool way to put it. That is so beautiful. Jody. I was thinking as you were talking, she has so many avenues and teachings to funnel to her purpose and I think about so many people now who are searching for their purpose. They don't have direction or an inkling of what their purpose is on this earth. And the cultivation of peace and calmness, as we talk about this topic, I feel it's the cultivation and the peace of your emotions and to build that calmness from within so you could trust 
and have faith in your path and your purpose to continue moving every single day. It's difficult for a lot of people, I feel now more than ever, to move forward with a happy, joyful attitude with peace inside their soul. Would you agree? I believe so. But then again, you know, peace really is a state of mind. And when you reach that state of mind, then you're able to reach your soul, which you'll be able to discover your purpose. Most of the people that die, and then they come back to tell us about their experience that they had on the other side. Most of the time, when they talk about their purpose, what they're talking about is they came to earth to learn certain lessons about love. A lot of times what I see is a purpose may be something that a person was lacking as a child or experiencing as a child. And it was so bad that they will come around. Like for instance, a lot of times people who have physical handicaps, a lot of times they will turn out to be a doctor or they'll be a psychologist. They will overcome these types of challenges that they have had growing up. And because of that, that is their purpose. So if they have had a lack of love, they want to teach love to other people. It's a tremendous way to use those challenges and turn them around to be that love and that peace and then transfer that to other people. What can you tell those right now who have challenges and they're really struggling there's a couple of things that you can do. And, and the first one is try to meditate. You could go to a metaphysical bookstore and they have meditation classes. And many times these things are for free, or you could get a group together and meditate, or you could meditate on your own. You could get a book and then you could read from the book and meditate that way. There's many different ways to meditate, but that helps a person be able to control their mind. So that if you sit there and think, most people, they're thinking about this and that and that and that and that. that. They've got so many different things going on in their head. But to actually train your mind to be still, that's a trick. That is a real trick, you know. And to be able to do that, that's probably the first step towards peace. I also think that there's other ways that people can find peace. One of them is being able to help other people. You can find peace through compassion, through empathy with other people. I think you can find peace through solving or learning how to control certain emotions, especially if they're destructive emotions. And a lot of times that's hard to do because a lot of times when a person has a negative emotion, it's like the brain goes into a feedback loop. And you can't shut it off. And it just drives you absolutely batty. And you Mm -hmm. keep saying, no, no, I'm not going to think about that. But yet you keep going back and you think about it. It's just, God, that's irritating. (laughs) But what you do is you train your mind and you say, no. And then you think of something positive. It's kind of like a pain receptor Mm. because you can feel the pain. And every time you go back to it, it has more, more pain and it's easily triggered because it's been triggered before. And so if you can go back to that and say no, and don't even get it started, because once it gets started, it's really hard to stop. But if you can take control of it, like first thing in the morning, your brain wants to go, oh yeah, we're awake. Now we're going to think about this negative thing. You go, no, 
and then you think of something else. Find a distraction. And after a while, it will go away. You do hypnosis. You have probably helped a lot of people to go through and to work through whatever the issue is, because a lot of it is subconscious. Am I right? Majority of it is subconscious. When we talk about root causes of what's going on in our our conscious mind. And I mean, our conscious mind only holds so many bits of information, maybe 10 to 15 bits of information. The rumination that happens, it stems from the replay of what's happening in our subconscious mind. And then to break that cycle of rumination, one needs to really understand the root cause of it. And Mm -hmm. I I see things differently when it comes to distractions. And I'm the type of person that that if something comes up, I want to know why. (laughs) And and, and instead of, you know, saying, no, I'm the type of person that's going to go down the rabbit hole to be like, where's this root and where is it coming from? (laughs) So a couple of things that I do personally, when things do come up in my mind or in the beginning of my journey, I was asking myself questions to discern if, is this my emotion? Is it someone else's emotion? Because as an empath, you know, we take on all these emotions and feelings through other people and then couple that with someone who's extrasensory and then born with this intuitive nature. It's a lot to discern from. And the best thing, that I did for myself was I started asking my body and myself questions. Is it me? Is it someone else's feelings? Is this my emotion? Is it for my subconscious? And I would sit and wait for an answer and I would allow the answer to flow through. I didn't push for it as someone who used to push for a lot of answers in my life. And I used to work for it. I used to have in that hustle nature and sitting with it and just allowing the answer to flow through was something that I had to work through myself in my journey and to create that inner peace because it was a lot of emotions and thoughts and beliefs and limiting beliefs and all that stuff flowing through me and through a lot of people. And like I tell my students, I tell my students all the time that no one's going to do it for you. No one's going to give you that answer. You have all the answers. And so those who you can have a really great mentor, a really great guide, a really great teacher, all of that, but you hold the answers. We all hold the answers and we know that we have the emotion and the the mental process of peace and inner peace. We have the love, we have the fear, we have the sadness, we have all of it, but it's really up to each one of us to discern between these emotions within, purge it out, release it, clear space within our emotional bodies and our mental bodies. And it allows us to have more space within for peace. (laughs) So it's a beautiful thing to even be talking about this subject as we are in the holidays and it's the end of the year and we're beginning 2023. And it's been a really tough year for a lot of people. We've had so much around the world happen. And one thing I was going to talk about too was gratitude because you talk about compassion and doing things for others, but also gratitude, just instilling gratitude within our hearts for everything around us. And that creates a sense also of peace. And Mm -hmm. 
just the basics would be writing three things that you're grateful for every single morning and, and, you know, reflecting at night. I've done it for so long by myself because I was traveling around the world by myself. And within the last year and a half, I've included my dog and my sister. So every single morning we have (laughs) a song. So I created this song and we list off three things that we're grateful for. And the reflection part at the end of the day, what I do is I ask myself what went well in my day and what went well could have been just having the greatest walk or, you know, listening to a great song. It doesn't have to be super big. It's just a reflection of how my day went and what I'm grateful for. I feel it balances the foundation of our pyramid as this is something that I created as a habit within me. So it's second nature and compassion and gratitude, cultivating peace within planting the seeds. And I could say that if you're struggling at this time of the year, which a lot of people are, don't forget that planting a seed now more than ever is so powerful that all you need is just a little bit of water and a little bit of nourishment and seeds are there to grow. Mm -hmm. 